Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pittsburgh Steelers are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the season finale against the Cleveland Browns. Can they get it done? Can they make the playoffs? And can Mike Tomlin avoid his first losing season in 16 years coaching the Steelers. That's ahead on the Believe in Steelers show. But before you tune in and listen, head over to betonline.ag. If you've got a hunch on any of these week 18 games, betonline.ag is the place to place a wager. 365, 24-7, whatever sports you want to bet on, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, Pittsburgh Steelers scout. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the team, number 24, Ike Taylor, IT Final week of the regular season, Steelers on the outside looking in, but the playoff hopes are alive and well in the 412, the city of Pittsburgh finale against the Cleveland Browns this weekend. How are you doing this morning, my man? Yeah, they're on the outside looking in, but they're definitely knocking on the door if they get this win. So, and to answer your question, Mark, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Fantastic. Recording this on Friday Eve, what I like to call Thursday. And Ike, a lot to discuss on today's show. We'll get to what Yins think. That's from our viewers and listeners. The Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists announce which team gets in for the number seven seed in the NFC. Uh, but we're going to start with Steelers and Browns. I would also encourage our listeners and viewers, check out our show, reacting to what's going on with DeMar Hamlin as it stands right now, recording on Thursday morning, still in critical condition. So we'll keep you posted on that, on his status moving forward. But the Steelers, Ike, going against AFC North opponents. I say opponent, not rival for you, Ike Taylor, against the Browns this weekend. Kenny Pickett back-to-back weeks, game-winning touchdown passes. It's come down to the wire. First rookie ever to do that, too. And Ike, this stat to me is most telling with Kenny Pickett. Steelers are 1-4 when he throws a turnover. However, when he doesn't throw an interception, he is he and the Steelers are 5-1. and one. So protecting the football is going to be very, very important. But... We've seen Kenny Pickett develop right before our eyes. 
even during his rookie season. Yeah, Kenny got the it factor. And we talked about this on the show. He's just, when he steps on the field, when he's in the huddle, and it's just going off of the, the, the Mitchell Trubisky's, the Mason Rudolph's. This is what I saw in training camp. Like, it just was a little bit different. The energy was a little bit different when he said, ready, break, and everybody clap. And now you're starting to see um, what I was talking about from training camp with Kenny Pickett. So Kenny Pickett, um, staying in college for four years, you're starting to see the maturity level throughout the course of the year. Kenny Pickett, like you just said, you just mentioned, Mark, you know, the the late last quarter or, or last drives. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, not afraid to fail, to be honest with you. You know, feeling real comfortable. Uh, Kenny Pickett, and we talked about Deontay and George Pickens on how he should get him the ball, just trusting his receivers. Kenny Pickett just trusting his reads. Kenny Pickett now is just putting Pittsburgh um, on the platform to where if they win, we shall see. But just giving Coach T as well uh, an opportunity to not have a losing season in 16 years. It's all because of Kenny Pickett. Now, let's not discredit the defense. The defense definitely has been balling over the last, you know, five games. But at the same time, it starts with Kenny Pickett. And for him to be a rookie, he's definitely not playing like a rookie. For him to be in crucial situations towards the end of the game, you can tell, man, he just run to it. So he faces adversity. He doesn't flinch, as Coach T would say. And to have somebody with all this chaos is around him to be cool under pressure, um, it's a good feeling to have that at the quarterback position, and that's Kenny Pickett. I know the league added a seventh playoff team to each conference a few years back, but the Steelers are on the cusp of history. And they're one of three teams entering the final week of the regular season that started out two and six and are now on the verge of making the playoffs. Now, to get there, the Steelers are going to need some help. So obviously, you got to beat the Browns, take care of business. You also need the Jets to knock off the Dolphins, and then you need the Bills to take care of business against the Patriots as well, Ike. So the Jets are actually a one-point favorite, even though they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And I think that line signals, okay, whether two is going to play or not. But keeping this with the Steelers really quickly before we scoreboard watch a little bit, because we're going to have to do that on Sunday while we're watching the game in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, the fact that he is even in a position to do this, Ike, it's going to be very interesting when we talk next week. It's either going to be His greatest coaching job ever, I'd argue this is even better than the 2019 season, Ike, when he went 8-8 and with the fourth-string undrafted rookie quarterback. Or it's going to be, man, what a run it's been, and that 16-year streak is snapped. He needed to have his first losing season. It's going to be one of the two, Ike. Coach T, I always find a way. Coach T is a magician. Coach T, in some form or fashion, he always find a way to rally the young man to to finish the season strong or to get himself in that organization out of bad situation, especially the one where they started from. Two, two go, two and six, the first eight games, and to find yourself knocking on the door with a little bit of help if you win at the end of the season. Says a lot about Coach T. Says a lot about himself. Says a lot about how he deal with adversity. Now, being coach of the year, if they do knock on the door, I would say why not? because this is exactly what Coach T, this would be Coach T's second time. Um, if you're looking at it from afar, especially at a position where they usually have Hall of Famers or where guys usually start or where guys are game managers. But with Duck Hodges a couple of years ago to actually knock on the door and get in and, and not have a lose, and lose a season with Duck Hodges, um, four-string quarterback at the time, to go back and forth this year and it's looking real gloomy. 
with a quarterback and Mitch Trubisky and the two quarterbacks that was alternating at first, Mitch and Kenny. And to roll with Kenny at some point in time and just stick with him, now you put yourself in this position. Uh, that's Coach T. So Coach T, I always, I always tell him, man, you're a magician because you always find a way uh, to, to see the daylight, especially when it looks dark coming from a distance. And the Steelers, Ike, when you look back on the season, to me, what a lot of people lose track of is the presence of TJ Watt, the TJ Watt effect. You're seven and two with TJ Watt. You're averaging uh, only allowing about 17 points per game without TJ Watt. The Steelers are one and six averaging and the defense is allowing about 25 points per game. That right there. And I look at the sacks. I look at the takeaways. I don't want to bog down our listeners and viewers with too many stats, but TJ Watt's presence or lack thereof when the Steelers we're losing this season. That, to me, is one of the biggest differences, and it might not show up on paper, but take away the best player on any team in the league. Take away an Aaron Donald. Take away a Patrick Mahomes. I could go through each player's best team. That team would struggle, and it's not a next man up. When you're, You've got the reigning defensive player of the year who missed significant time this season. When he's on the field, even though I don't even think he's 100% healthy, I, I know no one is this time of year, but his presence alone has been – it's been a night and day difference, Ike. You can't put a price on energy. You can't put a price on being a mutant. You can't put a price on different. Um, I was good in the NFL. Other people might tell you a little bit different. Some say I, I, I shortcut myself on how I speak. But Troy was different. Uh, Minka is different. TJ Watt is different. So, And the difference is off, off of what you just mentioned. You know, for you to have a winning record when one person comes back on the field from injury or just on the field and not be a quarterback, that's saying a lot. So to be an outside linebacker slash DN for the Pittsburgh Steelers and to give that much impact to a team, you got to be different. To be a reigning former defensive league MVP um, other than Aaron Donald at the time, T.J. Watt, you got to be different. To to have an organization, whether it's on the offensive side or defensive side, to be like, man, we got our captain back. We have a chance to win this game. You're different. And that's T.J. Watt. All T.J. Watt do is make plays. And after the game, when, when you and I are coming on this show, we're like, only T.J. Watt can do that. Only T.J. Watt, from a linebacker perspective, with the offensive lineman on the play in Cincinnati, can get an interception from Joe Burrow and the ball is thrown, you know, five yards. Only T.J. Watt can beat a double or triple team consistently. Only T.J. Watt can give enough energy for, to an organization or to other men to let them know they have a chance. Only T.J. Watt right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we got a lot of good people on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster. You got Minka, all pro. You got Cam, all pro. But to have, to have a, a, a young man and T.J. Watt on that field, you feel like you always got hope. And it, and he's doing that at a non-quarterback position. So he's the Patrick Mahomes for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the Joe Burrow for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's the Tom Brady for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he's everything you looking at as a quarterback for his morale, but he just so happened to play on the defensive side. Yes, sir, Ike. Yes, sir. So before this season, there's 186 teams that started out two and six. Only two have gone on to make the postseason. 1970 Cincinnati Bengals, 2020 Washington football team. That's what's at stake this weekend. To get there, again, the Steelers do need help. 
The Jets, maybe they play loose and say, hey, we've got nothing to lose this weekend. I don't know who's going to sit out in that game because the Jets are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Dolphins need to win to try to make the playoffs. They need some help as well. The Bills-Patriots line was at eight. Ike. They've since taken that down since what's gone on with DeMar Hamlin. So clearly they don't know how to set that line. And understandably so. Understandably so. But I will say this, Ike. I will say this. A year ago, we were sitting in the same spot and we were saying the Steelers are going to need help in the final week of the regular season. They beat the Ravens and then they go on. Uh, the Colts ended up losing in a major upset to the Jacks. If you were to roll reverse the situation, just given the other matchups, I know it worked out in the Steelers' favor a year ago, but that was such a huge upset because this was a Jags team. Remember, they got back-to-back number one overall picks. They weren't very good, Ike. I would have rather had this year's scenario than last year's is what I'm trying to say in terms of the games, in terms of the help the Steelers need from those other two games compared to the Jags having to upset the Colts a year ago. That's where I stand with that. Well, you know, the Bills are going to come out inspired especially what's going on in the organization and with Durham. Um, the Jets, when you look at the Jets, from a, from a player standpoint, even though you mathematically out the playoffs, you're playing for your job from a Jets standpoint. So the best impression is the last impression. So as a player, when you have a good game or the last game and you're in a contract situation, it's going to be the last couple of games they're looking at. Um, from a player's perspective, when you're when you're a second year guy and you want to become a starter, it's your last impression. Um, from the Jets' perspective, from a player's perspective, when you want to have a name for yourself, when you want somebody to remember something, it's usually the last game, the last impression. So right now, the Jets players, if you're not already in a good situation as a Jet. You want to have a good impression or the best last impression, not only for your teammates, for y'all to talk about something in the offseason, like, hey, we got a young stud coming up, or wait till next next year. Or from a front office standpoint, like, you saw how so-and-so played on this last game. I told you he got it. So from a Jets standpoint, the Jets perspective, no, they don't have the talent on the outside like a Miami. No, they don't have the defense. Well, I I wouldn't say that. The defense, they got a pretty good defense. But consistently how we talk about between the Jets and Miami, that's what you're looking at from a Jets perspective, Mark. You you I, looking at from a player standpoint on the best impression. I want to give my best impression because this is my last impression for the 20 and 22 season. I hope Quinn and Williams and Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson and company are listening right now to the show, Ike, because honestly, I'm like, okay, what do the Jets have to play for? Who are they going to sit out that they would have otherwise played uh, someone who might be hurting through a long season to make sure that they're ready for next year? But if I'm listening to that, Ike, I'm like, oh, man, I'm ready to run through a brick wall again. So I hope they're listening, Ike. Yeah, you always you always want to leave that, that last impression, especially that last game, something for your teammates to talk about you and for the front office to talk about you as well. Yeah, the Jags and Lions, the other two and six teams trying to get into the playoffs. Jags winning, they're in, whereas the Lions need to win and then Seattle needs to lose. So we'll see how all that shakes out. We'll talk about the NFC here in a little bit, Ike. I want to move to keys to the game. And Ike, I'm looking at the injury report too. 
And this goes exactly to what we're talking about, though, with the Browns. I'm looking at the injury report where there's a lot of key players for the Browns. They're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? And I'm looking at like, okay, I'm just going to list everyone who didn't practice on Wednesday for the Browns. I understand some are veteran players and will, but they need all these guys. I mean, Joel Batonio up front, Jadavion Clowney, Jack Conklin, Amari Cooper, Miles Garrett, uh, Denzel Ward. I could go on and on. And it's like, even if one of those guys isn't playing for the Browns, that's in the Steelers' benefit heading into the final week of the regular season. Now, the Steelers are going to need to get some redemption, too, because this is a team that the Steelers lost to early on this season. So, Mark, I understand what you're saying when it comes down to the injury reports. But mm-hmm. the guys who came off the injury reports are invested and they had a contract or two. So you got to look at who's behind them. And here goes the here goes the last impression from a Cleveland Brown standpoint. Yeah. Who's ever behind Amari? Who's ever behind Denzel Ward? This is my time. This is my opportunity. I got to make the best of it. Moving forward, going into the offseason to give the front office and the coaching staff and my teammates something to talk about. So there you go with the Cleveland Browns. So they're going to be ready to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Ike. The key to me, it's pretty simple. Stopping Nick Chubb. He's averaging five yards a pop, more than 1,400 yards on the ground. And I will say this too, Ike. Cheers to this. It's going to be the last game that Kareem Hunt suits up for the Browns. He's due to become a free agent. It's a relief for me. We don't have to worry about the two-headed monster in Cleveland any longer. I would be shocked if he re-signs with the Browns because I know he requested a trade earlier. Hasn't quite been happy. The Browns haven't had the success that they had a few years back with Baker Mayfield. I'm very excited that Kareem Hunt will be in a different uniform come the 2023 season. I, this is me his last game as a Brown. Yeah, Kareem go. You know, before Kareem got in the trouble he got into, uh, Kareem, <laughs> Kareem was one of those guys at KC. You know, who Stud. can come up so, yeah catch the ball, and and also give you a 1,000 yards rushing. That was, that was Kareem Hunt. Um, and I felt like when Cleveland got him, that was a steal for Cleveland, and it and it shows. When Kareem Hunt is in the game, um, there's nobody like Nick Chubbs. You can ask Derrick Henry. He already felt like Nick Chubbs is the best running back in the league from his perspective. But to have another number one running back on your roster, on your roster with Kareem Hunt says a lot about the depth they have. So – yeah, Kareem Hunt going to wind up getting paid uh, from somebody I don't know. But Kareem, um, just from a player's perspective, I think Kareem is looking for, one, a good OC, two, somebody, to a good quarterback who can help and enhance his career. So Kareem, Kareem going to have some options. We shall see who he picks. Yeah, Amari Cooper also having a nice season for the Browns. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been good on the outside, too. Cooper, more than 1,100 yards through the air and doing a nice job filling the void where it was a year ago, Jarvis Landry and the whole OBJ fiasco in Cleveland. And he's done a really good job this season, regardless of who's been behind center, whether it's been Jacoby Brissett, Deshaun Watson. It'll be the first time the Steelers see Deshaun this season in this Week 18 matchup. Yeah, Cooper, Cooper quietly having a good season. Yeah. He, he just go about his best. There, there's nothing flashy. He's not flamboyant. He's not doing any dances. All he do is get the job done. And Cooper has been doing this since the time he stepped into the league. Yeah, Ike, uh, I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. So for the Steelers offense, it's running the football. I know it's late in the season. I know it's cliche. You look up front with the Browns, though, and you, you Ike, you always tell me this. You say that how your, your foundation's built from the ground up. 
Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney are fine off the edge, but the interior isn't as stout. The Browns allow 134 rushing yards per game. That's 25th in the league, bottom half of the league. You can run the ball against this front seven. You can have success, and those edge rushers aren't quite as effective because the interior isn't quite as stout. That's going to be the key, in my opinion, to the Steelers is can they establish the running game? Can you get Najee Harris and Jalen Warren like you did last week against your rival in the Baltimore Ravens? Can you have a repeat performance? Uh, Excuse me. Uh, well, Raiders and Ravens, but the Ravens last week where the Steelers took it to the Ravens and the Ravens were the number three rushing defense entering that game. Can you have a repeat performance? Can you do it again at home? That's the key to me, Ike. Yeah, so how, how do you neutralize two good edge rushers? You run up the middle. That's the same thing they do with a TJ White. If they want to neutralize him, they just run. That's the same way they do with Michael Parson. If you want to neutralize him, you run the ball. Um, when you have guys who are, are making their money coming off and sacking, putting pressure on the quarterback, you run the ball. And what the Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing well, they've been running the ball the last couple of games, especially the last game. They ran they ran the ball like how we think they should run the ball against the Baltimore Ravens. So just ask, just ask Aaron Rodgers, the keys to their success the last couple of games. What have they been doing more than none? They've been running the ball more than pass and look at the situation they're in. So yeah, I agree with you. The keys, the key, or one of the keys to the Pittsburgh Steelers having a victory is running the ball to neutralize the pass rush for the Cleveland Browns. Ike, Najee Harris has been better since the bye week and the stats back that up. Eight games each before the bye, 3.3 yards per carry. After the bye, 4.2. So almost a full yard better. Since the bye week, he's been going north and south. He's been running violently. I don't know what the switch has been. I don't know if he's gotten more healthy as the season's gone along, but there's no doubt it's not just what your eyes are telling you. Najee Harris has been better since the bye week for the Steelers this season. The offensive lineman better too. You know, we, we talked about him a lot before the season and during the season. But after but after Thanksgiving, that offensive line has been holding it down. I think they're only one or two teams. Um, that has all the starters for 16 games in the NFL, the offensive line. So you got to give credit to the offensive line. Now, Najee has been sticking his foot in the ground and just been going north and south. So that extra yard we've been looking for, he's been falling forward instead of instead of uh, instead of going east and west. But you got to you got to tip your hat off too to Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, um, he gives Najee a rest. Rest. He gives the coaching staff um, enough hope to where they can rest Najee throughout games and understand they do have a running back behind behind Najee that can get the job done as well. So between Najee and Jalen and the offensive line, they all came together at the right time. Need a nickname for that tandem, Najee and uh, Najee and uh, Jalen Warren. We need a nickname of some sort. If you got ideas, let us know in the comments. We'll consider that. We'll consider that, Ike. And uh, I'm going to go to my score prediction. I've got the Steelers winning 23 to 20. Chris Boswell redemption game. He's not had a good season. He's dealt with injury. He dealt with injury a few years back in the 2018 season, Ike. So I'm willing to give him a mulligan. But I think he gets it done when the Steelers need it most. I'll take the Steelers at home against Cleveland. I think they get it done. 17-14 is what I'm looking at for the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this ball game. I love it. I love it, Ike. And uh, we'll see. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on record saying this. While I think that the matchup a year ago was we had longer shots of getting into the playoffs from the Steelers' standpoint, and I just said we as if I'm part of the team. 
I don't know about these other two games. And I think the Steelers win. I think Mike Tomlin avoids his first losing season. I'm not as confident about the other two games that need to go in Pittsburgh's favor, Ike. And I'll leave it there. I'm just not confident in it. So I think the Steelers get to above 500, but I still think that they're going to come just short of the playoffs. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think they they win. They win in it. Everything will fall in line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I love your optimism, Ike, and you bleed black and gold. There's no doubt. It's time for what Yins think. And perfect transition. Sean Manahan says, this may be Tomlin's best year coaching, especially if they go nine and eight, regardless if this team gets a playoff berth. Ike, I, I wanted to ask you, I think it would be a better coaching job than 2019. I know you've got the fourth string undrafted rookie at quarterback and you still go eight and eight, but what would be the better coaching job between the two this season if the Steelers win or that 2019 season when they went eight and eight? Uh, this season, because you got a rookie on the outside of George Pickens. You have an offensive line that wasn't that good as the 2019 season. You had some veteran guys, a Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Marquise Pouncey sitting on the line. Um, you have another first rounder sitting as a guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers and David Castro. Um, that this 2022 season, it's a young, uh, rookie-orientated offense. And to play a rookie and to see him develop in Kenny Pickett this fast, to see George Pickens as a rookie receiver this fast, um, actually get and understand and believe in Coach T, I would say this year, this 2022 season, um, they go 9-8, you got to give it to Coach T. Uh, from that 22 and comparing from that 2019 season, I will go with this 20, 2022 season, Mark. I'm with you there, and I'm going to piggyback off this too. New defensive coordinator, your Hall of Fame quarterback retires. Now, I know from an injury standpoint, I think you could put the Watt injury on par with Ben's elbow injury that season, but there's just more moving parts, and it's a younger roster. So I, I, I'm with you there, and both are just incredible coaching jobs. And again, Come Monday, it's going to be very interesting of what kind of conversation we're having, Ike, to where it's just like, I cannot believe this, the team finished as well as it did, or man, man, Tomlin and the Steelers came just short. It's going to be very interesting. It's feast or famine. We've got one more of what Yins think. This comes from Vincent Hot, and this goes into what we've been talking about, Ike. Vincent writes, happy 2023, Ike and Mark. Yins question, whether we make the playoffs or not, Obviously, I hope that we do. It is, is it really possible to carry momentum over into the next season? Seems to me that this young man is learning so much, but now we're running out of games. Any season you can remember that you were able to carry over late in season cohesion to the following season. Thanks, gents. Yeah, I, I was once, I was once in that second year going until my third year of season. I was once when we was talking about the Cleveland Browns and the guys heard on the defensive side and the New York Jets, even though they mathematically out, I was once in that my best impression got to be my last impression season. So, yeah, that, that was for me going into my, my second, moving into my third year. Um, I finished the season out strong because I was doing sub packages. After sub packages, I wound up starting the last couple of games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I, I didn't look back. So, yeah, um, that's a good question, too. So to, to answer his question, yeah, man, just, just moving forward, them second, third-year guys, and really them guys who plan for their contracts, uh, it doesn't matter what the record is. Um, your, 
you're in a situation which is rare and that's playing in the NFL and you want to play as long as you can and get as much money as you can and be successful as you can because the window is so short. So regardless of what the record is, looking from an outside-in perspective, you do have a job. And for all the guys who love football, that wasn't a job for me. I was playing my dream. So, yeah, from the outside looking in, though, Mark, you're not looking at no record. Um, You're looking at your resume and what's your resume. And that's whatever you're putting on tape. And you always want to, as the old people would say who coach in the NFL, you want to keep your tape hot. Like tremendous analysis. We try to give the best to our listeners and viewers. The questions this week on what Yins think. I applaud the people who take the time not only to watch us, Ike, but to write us in. So keep those coming. And I like to include this part in the show. That was terrific. Thank you to both Vincent and Sean for weighing in. And it just brings a different perspective, Ike. And that was tremendous. We need to keep this rolling, though. James Harrison and Heinz Ward missing out on the 2023 Hall of Fame class. They were semifinalists. They've narrowed it down to finalists. Ike, this is really tough every year because you can only get five per class. And you're smiling right now because, yet again, there's too many Steelers in the Hall of Fame. And it's like, what can you do? They be hating on Pittsburgh, man. I mean, every every we can go we can go on every year. If you look at a list of, of of Pro Football Hall of Fame semis and just a list of Hall of Fame, you're gonna have somebody from Pittsburgh on there. And if you just go back to how many, if you just look at the the Hall of Fame, who's in the Hall of Fame, they they say it's too many of us. But like I say all the time, man, it's not my fault that you got a good front office. It's not my fault Pittsburgh know how to draft Hall of Famers. It's not my fault that Pittsburgh still has been this successful. It's just not my fault. So, yeah, I feel like the Hall of Fame committee, when they look at when they look at the list, they say, oh, here we go again. Another Pittsburgh Steeler or two. <laughs> but you know what? We, <laughs> so yeah, I just look at it from afar. Man, they hate no Pittsburgh. Because every time you put that list out, it's going to be somebody from mm-hmm. Pittsburgh on that list. Ike, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson, all named as finalists. So that'll get whittled down too. Those were all great players too. So it's just like, how can you only get to five? And then it reaches, okay, this player is reaching the end of their 20-year eligibility. So let's get them in. It's really tough. I could make arguments for all of them, Mike. Yeah, I know for sure. You, you, you're analytical, so I know for sure we can go all day talking about um, why they should and shouldn't with you. I think the two for sure that get in: Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas. We've talked about that on the show. Get out, get out I, of my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want, them the two names. I said, oh, them, them two for sure. Shoe wins. I want to see Devin Hester get in. I thought he should have been in on first ballot. Uh, I got to see him live, Ike, and as a kid, it was just so exciting. Oh, my gosh. Electric. Electric is the word I would use. And I had the opportunity in Chicago, Chicago, Ike. I got to see Derrick Rose at the peak of his powers. I got to see Sammy Sosa doing his thing. I remember the Michael Jordan era. I didn't get to see him live ever. I was a little bit too young. But Devin Hester, when he was on the field, it, it was just the energy, Ike. The energy was just it's something I'll never forget. And like the hair standing up on my on my arm right now. I mean, just thinking about it. Yeah, Devin different, man. 
to 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 play to play receiver at Miami, then switch over to corner to come into the league to play corner and safety and and play receiver. Then it'd be like, you know what? Hold on, I I I think I'll have a chance to be in a Hall of Fame as a specialist. That's that's a uh, that's Devin Hester. You gotta understand, man. You're not getting the ball thrown to you five. You're not having five to eight targets as a receiver. So Devin was never looked like, never looked at like we gotta get Devin Hester the ball. But we do have to keep Devin Hester on the field. How the heck you keep him on the field? We'll put him back down, punt returns and kickoff returns. So you mean to tell me if you kick the ball off to Devin Hester one, maybe two times, he gonna score one of them? Yeah. So if you're looking for a big play, whether it's closing the game or opening the Super Bowl, and he's going to make that play off of one shot, yeah, that's Devin Hester. If you're looking for a big play, whether it's a reverse, whether it's a deep ball, and you need a play, yeah, that's Devin Hester. So, I mean, the adjective you just used, Mark, electric, that's exactly what Devin Hester was. So going into um, the meeting on Monday, and we know we got to play Chicago, the first person Coach team putting up is, Devin Hester, because all Devin Hester need is space, opportunity, and one shot. He don't need five or ten targets a game. That's what you call special. His teammates love blocking for him, and Dave Tube, the special teams coordinator, Ike, he now coaches with Andy Reid's staff in Kansas City. What they were able to do, it, it was just special, and it was a want to. Everyone bought in. You wanted to be on the field blocking for him. I've just never seen anything like it from a special team standpoint to where it's just like you could just flip the field and flip the entire momentum and course of the game in one single play. That's why I think he should get in. And I, that, that's, I, I'm going to like, like the way that you stump for your Steelers teammates, that's how I am with Hester. I mean, I coach with Devin, coach his kids. We all was in the same organization, youth organization. So, I mean, Devin, Devin, I think for sure, Devin is going to get in on this one right here. I love it. Ike, final segment of the show. Number seven C is up for grabs in the NFC. Packers win in their end. Lions win. They need the Seahawks to lose. Seahawks are also vying for that seventh seed. I think I know where you're going, Ike, but who you got for the number seven seed in the NFC? You already know, man. It's, it's a lot. And the first name is Detroit. That's exactly where I'm going. Um, interesting stat with Jared Goff. Uh, the last... The last two months, Jared Goff is 17 and one, 17 touchdowns, one interception. That's Jared Goff right now. So when you want to talk about a hot on fire, somebody we ain't talking about at a quarterback position, we need to start talking about Jared Goff. When you want to talk about um, Swift coming back and the impact he had on the running game, you need to talk about Detroit Lions. When you want to talk about, hey man, who got a nose for the end zone as a running back, I think his name is Jay Williams. That's somebody you need to talk about. When you want to talk about a rookie coming in from Michigan, a guy you was high on coming out the draft that I really, really wasn't, but you hit on this one in Aiden Hutchinson. Detroit Lions. When you want to talk about receivers who are making a name for themselves for week in and week out, they just make plays in St. Brown. You need to talk about the Detroit Lions. So yeah, when you want to talk about uh, optimistic defense, even though they give up points, they getting takeaways as well. You need to talk about the Detroit. Lines. When you want to talk about an old school coach and we're always talking about the team as they coach his personality, you need to talk about the Detroit Lions. So the Detroit Lions, in my mind, between the three Seattle Lions or Packers, I would pick the Detroit Lions. I think if they get in, they will be the scariest team to play off of how they play. 
Ike, thank you for giving me my due with Aiden Hutchinson. I tried to tell you, like, just what I saw from the tape several months back, but uh, it comes full circle now. And I appreciate that. For me, it's this simple. And I like that you mentioned Goff's quarterback play because it has been excellent the last several weeks. But it's Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Geno Smith. And on paper, like, if I were to take their whole resumes and not just this season, obviously I'm going to take Rodgers. And it's like, I can't help but unsee where it's like, I'm just so accustomed to Packers being the NFC North champs, being in the playoffs. And until that doesn't happen, it's like, fool me once, ah, shame on you. Fool me twice. I got to take Green Bay. And this is probably foolish. Just the way that they're playing, I hear you, Ike, but I've seen this time and time and time again. A win in your end scenario for the Packers, if they take care of business, I'm going to take the Packers because they've won their last several games. It might sound crazy. You make heck of an argument for the Lions, but I've just seen this story before. We'll see if this is a new chapter this 2022 season, Ike. And I think that the Lions are a team. I, I'm with you in terms of they get in a lot scarier than those other two teams. Totally with you there. But it's just from what I've seen before in history where did the Lions run out of games because they had a two and six start as well? Other than the 2010 Super Bowl with, with the Green Bay Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, I've seen the number one seed in Aaron Rodgers lose their first couple of games. I've seen what Aaron Rodgers did in the playoffs. Um, Aaron Rodgers haven't been back to the Super Bowl. This this is going on 13 years ago. So 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 yeah, I see what you're saying, Mark. Um, and I like the confidence that you have in Aaron Rodgers, but I've seen enough of Aaron Rodgers when he do get to the playoffs. Go ahead and get one of these young, exciting, hungry, young teams who has been playing on fire, and right now out of the three, it's been the Lions. I'm with you in terms of come playoff time. With you there 100%, but this is still a regular season Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's the only point I'm trying to make. So I think oh, that's where we agree once they get to the playoffs, sure, but I'm talking – Last week of the regular season, Ike. Oh, I mean, I guess people forget Jared Goff did go to a Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. I guess we forgot that part. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> IT, you're the absolute best. Uh, anything else you want to get to before we wrap up here on this morning's show? No, it's probably one of the best ones. It was a good flow today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to Mark and I, the Believe in Network. One thing, Ms. Courtney, our staff from Brinks TV. One thing, betonline.ag. One thing to believe in podcasts. Um, with the yens, man. When yens think uh, more questions, more questions, more questions, more questions, more questions. Appreciate everybody for tuning in for us. Appreciate you too, Mark, as well. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back next week recapping Steelers and Browns. Enjoy the final week of the regular season. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done.